Welcome to the Kingdom Sports Podcast, where we ask the question, which kingdom will you choose, man's kingdom or God's kingdom? And now, here are your hosts, Chad Bonham and Coach Ron Brown. Welcome to another edition of the Kingdom Sports Podcast. I'm your co-host, Chad Bonham, along with Coach Ron Brown. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm great, Chad. Excited about our guest. That's right. Right now, we have FCA Central Illinois Area Rep, Doug Pollock, otherwise known as DP, and here too will be referred to as DP because that's what people call you, and so that's what we're going to call you too. I, I call him Johnny B because there's no guy today, modern Christianity, that I know who is more like John the Baptist than Doug Pollock. I mean, he really is a man that just came out of the wilderness. He's eating locusts and nuts and berries. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't fit into this culture, man. He is a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Doug, we're just excited to have you on the show, man. Thanks. We're- I'm glad uh, glad to be here. And uh, actually, that uh, anytime I'm uh, called John the Baptist, I'll take that definitely as a compliment. Well, listen to what Malachi chapter 3, verse 18 says. And, and this is the Lord speaking through Malachi. And for God, it's really important to distinguish between his kingdom and this world's kingdom. And it says, so you will again distinguish between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. Doug Pollock, there's really no grayness in you. There are black and white lines. I mean, you have distinctly been one of those guys that I just feel like has been sold out for the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, You've never married. Uh, You are, I mean... You refer to uh, a lot of the young men and women whom you have discipled as your spiritual sons and daughters. Yes, uh, definitely. And and I and I just think and, and again I'm not saying that it's wrong to get married and or have your own biological children or et cetera. But what I am saying is that you know the Apostle Paul talks about a life like this that this is a great life. Sometimes we in America think, well, geez, he's got to be a lonely old man or whatever. But no, Doug Pollock, you are a very uh, uh, loving man. You've got tons of uh, people that you've influenced, and uh, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ must be pleased with uh, the sacrifices you've made. Well, I, uh, it's funny. A lot of um, young people ask me uh, that struggle with not being married, ask me, uh, you know, well, what do you do? And basically, you just, wherever God's got you placed, if you're not going to be content there, don't think that searching something some other place is going to answer all your questions and i say hey if i'm single that's fine apostle paul was single jesus was single john the baptist so i got some uh tough company to try to come and you were a lot older than him too (laughs) yeah yeah exactly yeah i'm 71 so i'm an i'm an old guy well, talk about your history in sports ministry. What got you interested in using the vehicle of sports as a way to evangelize and disciple uh, athletes and coaches? I think, uh, really, I had always had a great love for sports. Uh, when I was a kid, I was playing something uh, every season. Um, uh, my dad had a big background in sports. In fact, uh, for a couple of years, he was a president of a minor league affiliate of the Detroit Tigers. So I was exposed uh, to that. And um, 
And I really didn't become a Christian until I was uh, uh, 30 years old. So um, I, I was one of those guys that if I give my testimony, I would tell people I had a drug problem going up. I was drugged to church every Sunday. And um, I thought I was okay. And uh, uh, God, and I can't give any glory except to him because um, all of a sudden I start reading his word. Um, I start listening. Uh, I didn't even know there was Christian radio. All of a sudden, uh, every night I'm listening to John MacArthur teach verse by verse through the Bible. And uh, you talk about being convicted. Um, you know, if the Apostle Paul said he was the foremost of sinners, I was 1A. Because I'll tell you, um, it just popped up all over the place. I thought I was a pretty good guy, but um, I, uh, I, was, I was faking it. Doug, you know, you, you uh, are an example of the steward of time, I think. And what I mean by that is, you know, when God was passing out time, there's really no difference. You know, we all have 24-7. Uh, we all have the same number of days uh, for the years that we live. Uh, you seem to regularly involve yourself in the things of the kingdom. Can you give us a kind of a normal day for Doug Pollock uh, as you are, you know, walking with the Lord in the sports world? Okay. Um, I can just start out like today. I was uh, over at uh, Anytime Fitness, 24-hour gym at 3 a.m. working out. And uh, um, that's how I start a day because my whole lifestyle is based on energy. And if I don't have physical energy, I can't, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. So then uh, I'll get into the Word, um, take a short nap, and then uh, get going. And I, and I can't explain. I've just been wired different where I've never needed uh, a ton of sleep consecutively. You know, I'll get naps in here and there. And uh, um, the whole time management thing, um, I think that's bad wording. Because like you said, Ron, we all have the same amount of time. It's priority management. And, um, and basically, my priority is uh, um, to invest in whoever I am going to be interacting with. Yeah, talk about your current role right now and how that allows you to invest in, in people. Because I know that's really your heart. Yeah, and that's why I, I was in corporate America for 37 years with an engineering firm. And um, I was really getting convicted um, because I was not um, giving them the best effort. And why? Because I was thinking about what I was going to be talking to a coach about or an athlete. So um, that was one of the reasons uh, I said, I got I to cut the cord. My heart is not in corporate America, in the in the bottom line stuff. And see, I was, I was controller. I was in accounting, in charge of that type of thing. So that's all bottom line stuff. And just like you talk about the definition of, of success in sports, well, it even goes higher in corporate. Hmm. So let's talk about that for a minute, Doug. Um, in the ninth chapter of 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul likens the Christian life versus the earth natural way of living to a sporting event and he must have been at some type of olympic type games or something and he talks about running and he talks about boxing and and he mentions in the running phase uh that that the 
He says they compete or they run to win a corruptible prize, but we an incorruptible prize. And I know that you've thought about this a lot because you've made decisions that way. What would you say to the Christian businessman, the Christian mom, the Christian coach, the Christian athlete in reference to that portion of Scripture? Basically, um, I, I referenced Apostle Paul quite a bit because, you know, he always talked about he was um, striving for the prize. And the, that prize was Christ-likeness. And, and that, should, that should be basically our goal, our purpose for everything. It doesn't matter what we're doing. And um, in corporate America, I got a lot of pushback because you think I might be different in the athletic community. I mean, I did not, according to their definition, really fit in with corporate America. Just, uh, just their uh, bottom line stuff was the most, most important. I mean, do anything you can to um, make those dollars. And uh, I, I, just, I just had, each year I had more trouble connecting with that. Now, I know you're an area rep for FCA, but you're specifically involved with uh, some universities, some colleges. Where, where are you working at right okay, now? Okay, basically, um, even when I was still in corporate America, um, I was a Bradley University grad from back in the dark ages. Um, I went to college in the 60s. And um, I actually got involved with Bradley through a uh, um, basketball coach, uh, actually Coach Brown, that was Jim Molinari was head basketball coach at Bradley at the time. And uh, he invited me up to a, a game day thing, you know, like uh, just a team meal, chapel and that type of thing. And he jokingly said he invited me and then I just kept coming back. And that's actually true, I just kept coming back. And then eventually um, um, he asked me if, uh, hey, would you mind doing the, the chapel stuff? And I said, hey, I would love to, because all, all along he was giving me access to the players, and I was developing relationships with those um, players. And, um, and I still, you know, this is back in uh, basically around 1990. So even to this day, I'm still communicating with a bunch of those players. And it hasn't, it hasn't stopped. We'll be right back with more from the Kingdom Sports Podcast right after this. Coaches, if you're serious about leading your athletes for God's glory, then check out Philippians, the Christ-pursuing coach by Ryan Limbaugh. This Bible study and workbook is a guided tour through the Apostle Paul's letter to the Philippians and will help coaches apply the Word of God to every detail of team leadership. To pick up your copy and watch supplemental videos from Coach Ron Brown, visit kingdomsports.online. Discipleship is an interesting word. We all obviously know that we're called to make disciples. A lot of people uh, have different definitions of what that means. Um, what is your definition of discipleship? What is your approach to that call on your life as a believer and follower of Christ uh, when it comes to sports ministry? Well, basically, if, if you could define my ministry over the, or the, not my ministry, it's God's ministry over the last... Uh, 35, 40 years, it has been discipleship. I, I've not been that interested in accumulating 
um, large groups to um, speak to. I've been interested in just getting really um, deep with a few people, sometimes just one-on-one, -on -one, sometimes uh, one, two, or three, because the, um, the thing that helped me grow spiritually was I had a couple guys that were about 15, 20 years older than me that just poured their lives into me. I mean, me and them. I mean, they specifically targeted me and poured into me, and I'm forever, I'm forever grateful. And, you know, this is interesting. When I became a Christian, like I, again, was until I was probably in my 30s, the first two or three books I read, other than the Bible, were books by a guy by the name of Leroy Imes from The Navigators. In the first book I read, I've still got it, it's taped up, it looks like a dog's chewed on it, but it was The, the Lost Art of Disciple Making. Hmm. And I read that book through, and I was a new Christian at the time, so I didn't know about all these different ways that you're, quote, supposed to do ministry. And he basically took it right out of the, the Bible. I mean, the way uh, Jesus spent time with the three um, spent time with the 12. Sure, he spent time with the multitudes at times, but I'll be, you'll, you'll be hard-pressed to go through the Bible and find Jesus spending the majority of his time with the multitudes. Mm. You know, in a day and age of nickels and noses and counting how many numbers we have, that, uh, that kind of presses back on that, Doug, you know what I mean? And that's what I, what I love about you, Doug, is that you don't need a written invitation to do ministry. I mean, you're, you're all in, you're ready to go. Recently, we did a college retreat. Uh, we call it Total Release University that uh, we at Kingdom Sports sponsor. And uh, you brought in uh, some athletes from uh, uh, Illinois uh, to Nebraska, and you had them participate uh, in that, uh, that weekend. But it was Memorial Day weekend. Um, uh, you know, it's, it could have been doing a million things. You could have been doing, doing a million things. But you chose to, uh, you know, put your nose to the grindstone with discipleship. Talk to us a little bit about the college athlete and the, just for some reason, when they get impacted with Christ and they start getting discipled, there is a special type of momentum, it seems like, with them. Now, Do, would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I would totally agree with it. Um, and one of the things that I like about college ministry is that you know, with the time constraints that athletes have and their priorities, um, when they want to get involved with, uh, say, a discipleship uh, situation or even um, a Bible study, they're there because they want to be there. And that's a, that's, that's a whole um, different ball game than a lot of the other ministries that are trying to throw out the big net and try to get as many people as possible. And I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I find it disgusting, the nickels and noses stuff, because it's almost like you're put in a situation where if, if you're meeting with an individual one-on-one -on, -one on a weekly basis, um, that's like, what are you doing? You could be connecting with all these other coaches or athletes, but to me, that's, the, uh, that's not the, the right way to go. And, and it gives me a lot of energy too because when those, those athletes that really want, they're teachable, and we've got a minority of, I like to call it a remnant, of that younger generation that you cannot 
feed them enough biblical truth right now. And the great thing about that is those ones that want that, guess what? They're feeding it to their peers. And I got a great example just from the camp, one of my athletes. You want me to show? Yeah, please do. Okay, Allie Goff, um, uh, she's a uh, um, cross-country track runner at the Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. I've known her since she was about three or four years old because her dad has done FCA camps forever, and she just tags along. Well, anyway, um, I put this uh, invitation out to several athletes, and um, she was the first one to call, and she just, all she said, she said, DP, I want to go to that um, college um, camp with you. And I said, hey, you're in. And she is one that is wanting to learn, and she wants to be discerning. And see, that's a, that's a rarity these days in Christian circles. The, nobody wants to be discerning. And because if you're discerning, then you're going to um, upset some people because you're not going to buy in to the, uh, a lot of the false teaching and the stuff that's real popular. Well, anyway, we had a great seven. And the other thing I liked, I liked that it was far away because we got seven and a half hours of windshield time. I had two athletes for seven and a half hours, and it wasn't much silence going on. And when we got there, um, just to see how Allie was energized, um, the, just the, what, what uh, Gordon and Ron were presenting, and then the fact that you're presenting it um, verbally and then application-wise, where um, they were humbled, they were exposed, and all the way home, um, she especially um, was asking me, how can I be the discipler? And I said, hey, doesn't it, it's not about age. It's about maturity and what you actually want to accomplish. So when Allie got back, um, we got back, two, wasn't two days, she called up and can we meet, talk about how I can start doing this? And so we met at uh, Panera, um, brought her Bibles along and and had the handbook there of athletic perfection. And I said, who, who do you connect with right now that you would um, like to uh, um, disciple? And, and who wants to be discipled? And her roommate. So she is, as from that uh, week after we got back, has been meeting with her roommate, taking her through the handbook of athletic perfection. and. You know, when I see that, one of my favorite verses, and Ron mentioned the spiritual daughters, spiritual sons, 3 John 4, I have no greater um, joy than when I hear my children are walking in truth. And that's, Allie's a good example of that. We'll be right back with more from the Kingdom Sports Podcast right after this. Athletes, are you feeling the pressure to succeed in today's performance-driven world? Then check out the Discipleship Edition of the Handbook on Athletic Perfection. Learn from sports ministry expert Wes Neal as he introduces biblical principles into athletics and shows you how to have the right attitude and behavior in competition. You'll learn how to change your thinking and what it means to do sports God's way. To pick up your copy and watch supplemental videos from Coach Ron Brown, visit kingdomsports.online. 
you talked about the handbook and maybe you can speak a little bit to what you've seen um, happen through that, that handbook and how it's impacted yourself and others, but also the fact that, you know, you're actually on the kingdom sports uh, board Yeah, and uh, there's gotta be a reason for that. You don't join a board for no reason because no. you, you have to have a good reason for that. Talk about those two things and kind of, they, they kind of work together, obviously. No, they, they do. And it, it's ironic. I've even told some people here at camp that, um, and I didn't know this before, but, um, Ron and I and Gordon, um, even though he didn't even know each other at the time, all got our hands on that book at about the same time. Because I, um, I think it was maybe mid to late 80s when I um, first got a hold of it. And I actually started taking a couple Bradley basketball players through it, um, I think uh, early, early 90s. And it made so much sense to me because um, I was getting sort of tired of the fact that, um, I can give you an example. We used to, uh, a passage of scripture I still use with the uh, Bradley athletes, uh, basically from Philippians 2, focused on Christ's humility. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others more important than yourselves. Look out not only to your own interests, but the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same that of Christ Jesus do everything without complaining and arguing that was it for a while but you know what ha I noticed I had a lot of uh, especially uh, um, d1 basketball players coming up to me almost pridefully because they had memorized that but if I watched them practice if I watched the way they competed how they treated their teammates uh, how they respected or showed submissiveness to their coaches None of it was there. Mm -hmm. So I added James 122. Do not just be hearers of the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Mm -hmm. And that is basically one of the things that kingdom sports I see is emphasizing. It's not about head knowledge. It's about heart transformation, which is going to flow out, flow out into, um, into actions. That's really well said, Doug. And, and that's exactly right. That pinpoints, I think, the heartbeat of our ministry. We, we really want to be faithful as doers of the word. Now, that, that obviously means that we have to be hearers of the word because we can't be doers of something that we don't know. Right. But it also means, as you mentioned, there's got to be an outward expression, an overflow of that. Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. Peter and John said we can't help but speak of the things that we've seen and heard. But they also put their life on the line with it as well. Exactly. I mean, they, they went out and overflowed it with action. And the other, the other thing that really appealed to me was um, I've done a lot of camps with Ron over the years. And then uh, even though I didn't know Gordon that well, um, I was almost abusing a lot of his uh, cross-training resources. I was using those resources uh, constantly. And then I've gotten to know Gordon here the last two or three years. But the most important thing with me that has always um, bothered me about a lot of sports ministry is the uh, weak theology and doctrine. And to me, if the theology and doctrine is not strong, then everything is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna to die out. And, and if, if you can't educate um, the people that you're interacting with, if you're not providing them with um, biblical truth, uh, stuff that's not ripped out of context, then um, 
that that just doesn't that's it's not going to work in the long run it's going to be exposed and that's what really appealed to me because i knew that ron and gordon were really locked in on um proper good theology and and really like-minded and and i don't have a lot of like-minded people um that i can connect with i wish i did <laughs> yeah you know one of the things doug as you were talking that I looked up and reminded myself of in Ecclesiastics chapter 11, verse 12. It says this to Solomon, Beyond this, my son, be warned. The writing of many books is endless, and excessive devotion to books is wearying to the body. You know, the one thing that we want to kind of encourage our our listeners is that we may produce resources, but the resources are based on the Scripture, and they will drive you back to the Scripture. Mm-hmm. We don't want to replace the Scripture. And I think there's so much of the writing of books. People are, well, I'm doing my devotion, and all it is is somebody else's view of what the Scriptures say. Uh, whether it's right or wrong, that view, there's still the milk, the pure milk and the pure meat of the Word of God that we have to keep coming back to. No, and I, th- I think that's right because, um, you know, especially the ministry with coaches, um, most of the coaches I work with, um, if I ask them what they're reading in the Bible right now, and I, I just come out and ask them, and I usually get a deer in the headlight look, and then they'll tell me what devotional they're reading. And I can give you another important uh, thing about um, emphasizing the theology and stuff. Um, we've got some uh, retired coaches in our area that if um, between probably four or five of them have close to 160, 170 years of experience. A lot of the sports ministry people, well, you got to utilize those people. And this is where discipleship gets all screwed up. Let them go out and disciple other young coaches. Well, guess what? They're not equipped to spiritually disciple young coaches because they've never been discipled themselves. So about eight weeks ago, I challenged about 10 or 11 of these retired coaches that I said, I'll meet with you once a week, our offices, 10 a.m., and we'll go through a growing in Christ study. Basically, it's going to be homework. You're going to have to look up things in the Bible, and it's to be understood. And um, four or five of them said, okay, And, and we've been doing it. And I get great joy out of that because, um, like Ron said, if, if discipleship is not uh, defined correctly, then uh, most of the discipleship I see is not biblical discipleship. Because if the, n- nobody's taken anyone through the scriptures, then that eliminates it right off, right off the bat. Are you hopeful, though, that we're headed back in that direction? I mean, are you seeing enough of a remnant of people doing this uh, the biblical way that, that you feel like we're turning the corner and getting back to where we need to be? Well, actually, my, a lot of my encouragement there comes from um, what uh, Ron and Gordon are, are doing with Kingdom Sports because they, they're able to put resources in the hands of people who really want to do it and like I haven't got any excuse not to do it. And anyway, it's a command. And I think I'm encouraged, especially with the younger ones, because I've got some huddle leaders here 
at, at camp that uh, I've already given them some stuff. And I'm going to be going every six months. I go out to Arizona for seven to ten days to visit my old, oldest spiritual daughter. She lives in Scottsdale. But during the day, I've developed some relationships with the Arizona State wrestling team. And I've been discipling um, two wrestlers out there for the last three or four years. And I've been providing them with these resources. And then when I'm out there, I spend time with them. And what's encouraging is, is one of them is coming on staff with Athletes in Action on campus there. And the other really encouraging thing to me is, is the coaching staff there, um, I'm pretty sure, I don't think any of them are believers. But guess what? They've asked him to work with the wrestling team. Even though they're not believers, but they see the impact that he has made as a, uh, an athlete and a member of that team. And this is not an All-American. He, his, his winning percentage was probably about 30%. Ron, do you have any final words? Anything you want to say to wrap up what we've heard from Doug today? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that, you know, I, there's a freshness in his ministry. And, and um, you know, it's, it's not typical. It's not normal in, normal in American culture today, in Christianity even, for uh, a 71-year-old man to have never married, uh, to have devoted his whole life to biblical instruction, um, to quit a, a job that probably paid him pretty well in the business world um, with a lot of perks and so forth to say, look, I'm going to get down to the nuts and bolts of ministry. And he really is. I go back to my original statement. He's a modern-day John the Baptist. They're unusual. They're rare. But Jesus had a great uh, commendation for John the Baptist. He said, what did you expect to see, people? A reed that blows in the wind? No, this man is not going to just blow whichever way the culture is blowing. He's not looking for the American dream. No, he's he is a he is a stationary reed. He is a flagpole, not the flag. When the wind's blowing, he doesn't blow because he's rooted in God's word. And I think it's just refreshing to see uh, men and women who have devoted their lives to this because they don't get rewarded very much with with the accolades that I think that the Lord is going to give them at the end of the day with all the internal rewards that they've earned from their service to the Lord Jesus Christ through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Well, Doug, thanks a lot for being here. I said we were going to call you DP, and we ended up calling you Doug the whole time. But uh, That's okay. I respond <laughs> to most anything. <laughs> so thank you, DP, for being here with us. We really appreciate it, what you're doing and what your ministry is accomplishing. And um, we look forward to hearing more from you in the future. And thanks for all our listeners being here with us today. And uh, come back again next time for another edition of the Kingdom Sports Podcast. To learn more about doing sports God's way, visit our website at kingdomsports.online, where you'll find transformational resources such as Sports Parables by Coach Brown. Please join us next time for another edition of the Kingdom Sports Podcast.